You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Oh man, I feel way more uh, energetic, alive with it. I'm back to eating food. It was a crazy week last week, doing a Monday through Thursday. Water only fast, no coffee, no tea, no lemon, no food, no calories, just crazy. People ask me, did I lose weight? I actually don't have a scale here. I'm in Tulum and there's no scale here. So I'm not, probably, but I've also heard when you do a three-day fast, you lose weight sometimes anywhere between five and 10 pounds if you do a three-plus-day water fast, but then you gain it back pretty fast. I guess a lot of it is is water weight and things like that. So it's not really meant to be a way to to lose weight uh, if you're doing a three-day fast. It's more for, for health purposes, for your cells, for getting rid of the bad cells that are building up in your body and doing a whole reset, giving your digestion a little bit of a break. So it was crazy. People ask, will I do it again? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a yes. I'm not a no. It was hard. It was, I almost want to say traumatic. (laughs) I know it sounds kind of intense, but uh, it wasn't traumatizing, but it just, it was, I don't know, when your body goes through something like that, you just, you won't forget it. You won't forget what it feels like. That feeling of starvation, even though you are hydrated, which I was very hydrated. I was drinking about a gallon of water every day, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, I just won't forget it. It was intense. So I'm not sure if I'll ever do it again. Will I do 24-hour fasts? Maybe even a 48-hour? Yes, for sure. I will 100% do those in the future, which I heard is a more sustainable way to live that healthy lifestyle. Anyway, point is I feel back in, in action and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about today's episode. Today's episode is a live episode that I did on YouTube just a few months ago. And I really liked it. It was a live that I did after not doing lives for a while on YouTube. I go in and out of doing lives. I don't do them every single week, all depending on kind of like what's going on with trip advice. Like for example, uh, a year ago when I was just one of the few coaches here at trip advice, it was just at that point, let's see, I, yeah, one year ago, it was just Eric and I, and I didn't really have a lot of time to do lives. I was doing a lot more coaching, where now I'm doing a little bit less coaching, and I have coaches beneath me who are doing a lot of the coaching, which is allowing me to work on more content and, for example, doing lives as is one example of doing more content and being being having the time to do it and focusing on more business growth. Because right now we are working really hard at at advertising. And I know this is one area where I advertise coaching, but I also am now advertising it across other platforms. And and I just never, I never had the structure set up within TripAdvice to take a lot of clients. I was capped for time. So that's why we've been able to do that. We have a full coaching staff and sales staff and everyone here to to help and 
and help you guys. I'm, I'm off track here. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. This was a live that uh, I, I did after my long break in uh, the beginning of the fall. And I really liked it. I really liked it. I felt like I was just on. You know, some lives I get off and I'm like, eh, it wasn't my best. And then other lives, most lives, I feel like I did great. And I feel like the information was great and helpful. And this was one of them. It was like back in action, long live, talking about how women select men. Taking a lot of data from books I've read, such as the David Buss book that I talk about quite a bit here on the podcast, The Evolution of Desire. So I'm taking a lot of data from there. And I'm answering the question, how do women select men? How do high-quality women select men? How do you become a man that a woman selects? Now, I want to be careful when I say something like this because it sounds a little simpy. It sounds a little simpy, like, how do we get selected by women? Will they ever like us? Women are the best. We need to put them on a pedestal. I hope I'm good enough for a woman one day. No, that's not what I mean. Everyone is selecting. The women are selecting. You are selecting. You select women every time you go on a dating app and every time you walk into a bar or a casual place, a grocery store, a mall, whatever. You're constantly selecting because you're only talking to or swiping on the women that you're interested in. So there's selection criteria for men and for women. On this episode specifically, I'm trying to help you out to become a man that more women select. If you become a man that's the most attractive version of himself and then selected by and having a a big, a large pool of women that would select you, now we can go from there and narrow down which ones you want to be with. So that's the idea here. That's the whole thesis almost of of trip advice and, and everything I've been teaching is we want to become a man that has lots of options and then we can narrow down the women that we want to be with casually or long-term. So we want the power and skill set for both. This episode goes into that. So we talk about that and we also answer some questions from people who have questions here. So you're going to hear me answer some questions live from people who actually come on live and, and get their questions asked as well as people who write in and we're going to go over all that. So it's a fun episode. Why don't we just dive in right now? We're talking a little bit about how women select men, answering some questions. Let's go. Okay. So how women select men. So let's start with this. I've been reading a very interesting book lately. The book is called Evolution of Desire. It's by David Buss. He did a multicultural study. And this study was all about figuring out how men and women, simply put, how they mate, how they create their mating choices, how they are getting together, why they might even stay together. And I wanted to discuss some of that, how it relates to you, how it's going to relate to you being able to attract more women in your life. Okay. So let's go over that. So one of the things that 
David talks about. And by the way, he's the author of the book, Evolution of Desire. Highly recommend you pick it up. And he, I think he, he really coins himself as a evolutionary psychologist. And he talks about the idea that the way that women are normally selecting men on just a very broad scale is his ability to be able to have resources. Okay, so, so it's this combination of having resources and the ability to acquire resources. So what does this mean? Well, of course, you hear that right away. I know what you think. I even thought the same thing. You think money, immediately. Money, resources, money. So women go after guys with money. So I can't say that that's not true. That's a double negative right there. So meaning, yes, that is true, but it's not solely true. It's not just about that. And that's not my opinion. That's actually discussed in the book through this multi, it's like 37 cultures that they studied across the globe to figure out what it is and how women are selecting men. So we're talking about this idea of resources, but the interesting thing to me was it wasn't just, okay, women see a man with a lot of resources, a wealthy man, and then they're attracted. But it even goes to the idea of his ability to acquire resources. So women will, for example, say that they might be with a guy because he's going to one day at least have the ability to have those resources. So that's like one step down. And then like a further step down is they don't even know how to explain what makes them attracted to a man or what that even means. But they see the behaviors of a man who has the same behaviors of a man who might be able to acquire resources. So that's why you might hear from myself, maybe from others as well, about this idea of confidence, assertiveness, social savvy. We can also say that someone who is able to, well, I guess I'm I'm about to give another example, but it's really kind of all falls underneath those few ideas. Or we'll say those traits, those qualities, those behavioral traits. And it's very interesting, right? Because all this kind of makes sense when you think about it. And then there's another aspect of this. A lot of guys like to say, well, no, women are after a guy with status. They like a guy with a lot of status. That's why, you know, guys with large Instagram followings or celebrities get a lot of women. That's true. Men with status also are attracting lots of women. And status is another example of someone who either has resources or can acquire resources. The problem is that guys like to just translate that or just see, they only see through that lens. Like someone said earlier in the YouTube chat, they only see looks, money, status. Okay? Which, again, I won't argue that. I won't, because if a guy is good looking, if a guy has status, and if a guy has money, he's going to be able to attract probably at least 80% of women. That is true. 
he's going to have an easier time being able to do it. But the problem lies within the fact that some guys think that that's all you need to be able to attract women. And it's just not true. Because the real truth is that men who are able to exhibit the qualities that I listed before are the ones who can also benefit from being able to attract more women, attract more mates. Okay? So it's kind of like everything. And I think that people miss that here. The big question, how do women select men? What are women attracted to? The answer is, it's all of it. It's all the above. It's looks, it's status, it's money, it's behavior. And of course, a lot of the qualities that fall under behavior. So it's everything. But I've seen through my coaching program and people that we help at TripAdvice all the time who don't have the looks, the height, the money, or definitely not the status, who are able to attract women that are desirable. And it's because they are able to learn how to exhibit those qualities. And so that's kind of the big point I'm, I'm usually trying to make across a lot of the videos here in the channel and through my Instagram reels, as well as through my podcast, right? Talking about this concept. And it's, it's getting real saturated now with a lot of men discussing that they should just give up and it just looks money and status. And that's fine. I don't really care. I'm not trying to convince those people. If you want to play that game, that's a really hard game to play, by the way. Or maybe some of you just don't play it at all, right? It's a very difficult game, just trying to compete in the money look status world. Now, I'm not against any of that either. I mean, it is, it is great to consistently be working on how you look, your fitness, right? It's good to be working on your finances, your money, your career. It's good to be working on status. That could be anywhere. I mean, not everyone's going to have like high status, like CEO status or fame, but they might have status inside their social circle. They might be a leader in their social circles. All those things are great to work on. But the problem is, is if you only compete in that world, you got a lot of other guys who are competing against you and you will lose. You will lose pretty fast. So instead, you have to consider the option of working on everything. Because what did I say earlier? Really, the answer to the big question, how do women select men? They select it on all of those different fronts, looks, money, status, behavior. Okay? So that is what is happening when women are viewing men. There, I've talked about this before, and actually David Buss talks about this as well in his book, The Evolution of Desire. He talks about this uh, social experiment that's been done. I think, I don't know if he got this from YouTube, but th they're on YouTube where undercover, cute girl will go up to 100 men and say, will you sleep with me? Do you want to, hey, do you want to go and, you know, hook up? And somewhere around like 75%, maybe even more of the men instantly said yes. Okay. And then they had a guy do that 
to 100 women, and it was zero. It was 100% zero. Or we can say 0%. Why? Why is that? That's because when it is about determining whether a man is attractive, it's not just looks. There's a lot more to it. So it's the idea of resources. We can even say this idea of safety. It's interesting how a man doesn't have that problem, but a woman does. Why? Because we attract on different levels in different ways. So you have to understand that a woman needs more time to be able to know if this is someone that she wants to sleep with. Now, it's funny because I, I talked about this on Instagram before. And I've had so many people say, no, that, that's not true. There's women that will sleep with a guy so fast. And they're not really thinking about how fast it really is in terms of just literally going up to someone. And that's the first line out of your mouth. I can't even imagine, unless she was severely intoxicated, any woman ever sleeping with a guy that fast. Yes, women have one-night stands. That stuff happens all the time, of course. But she still had time there. She got to know him. So why is time so important here? Because we're talking about the time it takes to see the man's behavior and also the qualities here that might say to her that he can acquire resources or maybe has resources. So those are some of the things that uh, I want you to be thinking about. If you want to dive deeper into that, you can always get that book. For some, it might be a little bit dense. For me, I just can't put it down. It's fantastic and always fun to share here. But we can keep talking about this topic. We can talk about some other stuff. I want you guys to go ahead and ask questions if you have any. Okay, this is great. Love this question. So Eric, you asked, is it possible to get reattraction from a woman that rejected you? So the short answer is yes, it's possible. But let's go into the longer answer. The longer answer is probably not. <laughs> Your chances are really slim. And this is such a great question because it really relates to what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is how attraction works for a woman and so one of the issues is that, you see, a woman is attracted to a man's behavior. So therefore, if he does something that turns her off, in her, this is simply put, in her head, she knows that this man is inherently unattractive. He has the behavior that's unattractive, which can be maybe, I mean, it can be a lot of things, some examples could be someone who's a pushover, emotionally weak, a guy who's not really doing anything with his life, a guy who doesn't excite her anymore. So some examples there. And because she knows this of his behavior, it's not going to just click and all of a sudden she's going to like this guy again. It takes more time. So back to the idea of time. It takes more time and it's going to take more time for her to get reattracted. And 
not only is it hard to do that because you need more time in front of her to reattract her, but you're starting from really low. So that's why most guys don't get out of the friend zone. That's why most guys, they, after a breakup, have a hard time getting her back if she's the one who broke up with him. So that's what makes it kind of tough. Good question. Uh, we're going to bring up Tony. Love the program. For all that are listening here, the Hook program, I did the group session with it. Fabulous. Still working on it. Uh, blah, Hold blah. on, Tony. I love that you come right on here and you're like, given all the promos, first, you're shaking. Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on my uh, cell phone. So Yeah, uh, you're going to make us vomit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, maybe that's a little bit better. Bad uh, background, but gone through the program uh really the uh thing i have as question is really on the uh, online dating and how some of these algorithms are working uh real quick let's give a little background uh first of all tony i'm glad that you're you're watching and here tony is a former coaching client of of the trip advice program and he did very well in the program and i'm just glad to see you man thanks I was getting a lot of uh, matches on the various platforms. Okay. And in the last couple of weeks, I'm not getting as many matches. How often are you swiping on the apps? I do it daily when I'm uh, in my home area. Uh, so, How often per day are you are you doing it? Uh, once a day. So, okay. you know, well, how, for how long? For an hour for how long per day? Uh, for all three, probably about an hour. Okay, an hour. I mean, listen, it could be potentially, well, a few things. First of all, one, it could be potentially that you ran out, right? It's like doing a lot of swiping, which is good. And I really, really recommend that you do that. It's good, but sometimes you're just going to have lulls. But also, Tony, did you get your pictures? Yes. Uh, well, I have, I'm still working on my new set. I'm waiting for a, a season change here in Florida. Uh, so uh, I'll be getting another set. So in. you don't even have you don't even have the good pictures yet. Oh no, I have good pictures. I'm working on a second set of good pictures. Got it. Okay, cool. The second uh, set, perfect. Set because I want to try to do. Uh, a set every three months, uh, once a season. So that's basically where I'm at. I've got good pictures. Uh, I'm going to get another photo. I'm going to go back to my first photographer and get a second photographer and pick and choose uh, because okay. everybody can have a different. Uh, you want to show? Want to show a couple of your pictures right now? Uh, if I can, yeah, I can try. If I can figure it out. Well, I guess you can't do it because you're on your phone right now. So that might yeah. be tough. So here's the thing. When it comes to online dating, Tony, thank you, by the way. You're the man. Tony, former coaching client, went through the TripAdvice coaching program. If you guys need help, if you need coaching, I'm going to put up the URL real quick. Check it out, coachbytrip.com. That's where you can get help. We have coaches available to work with you one-on-one. We did that with Tony. And one of the things that we did with Tony is we completely changed his pictures all around. So we got him completely new pictures 
And what we did was we gave him some scripts to use so that online dating can be more efficient. Okay. So sometimes you're going to go through a lull. I get a lot of clients and people who say, well, I get all these matches. I got all these dates and it really worked out. And I just like totally killed it for the past month. And then it goes down. It's just the ebb and flow of the apps. Now, another thing you can do, and what I end up asking people, I say, when that happens, I say, well, what apps are you on? Tony, you said that you're on a few apps. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's good. You might even want to try more. And don't hesitate. Every city is a little bit different. When I'm working with clients, I hear Hinge is really good. Then I hear, no, Bumble is really good. No, then I heard, oh my God, I'm killing it on the league. Uh, rarely do I hear Tinder, by the way. I don't think I ever really hear Tinder. I think Tinder is like works better when you're when you're a, when you're when you're living in a, like the like Europe or Australia. I don't know what it is, but Tinder does. Has anyone seen a lot of success with Tinder over the other apps? Let me know here. Uh, so yeah, so. What ends up happening is sometimes you go through a lull. So it's okay to take a break. Sometimes it's good. Jump off for a week. If you're going hard at it, which is good, like an hour a day, swiping, messaging, take a break. Come back to it in like a week, even two weeks. And if that bothers you to hear that because that's your source of dates, well, we have another problem here. Because your source of dates should never just be coming from one avenue. It needs to be coming from multiple avenues. So you need to be going out and meeting women in person, going to social events. You need to be at least creating events, inviting a lot of people out. Some of the things that most men don't want to do because it's a lot of work. And, oh man, I just, I just had to, I actually just, something just clicked actually. Because of online dating and because of technology, it has made it now that much harder to want to have the energy and the motivation to go out. So it's not just online dating that has killed the in-person meets, but it's also the fact that it's so pleasurable to stay home now. Has anyone else realized how pleasurable it is to not leave your home? You have so much content at your fingertips. You have, you can get anything delivered. In theory, you never have to leave. So it's a big leap of energy and motivation to go outside, talk to women, to be able to just go and socialize. Point being, you should not ever just be relying on dating apps as your only source. Because you might have times like this, like Tony did, where there's going to be some lulls. Let's actually, you know what? Let's do this. What are the things that you guys are doing? I feel like guys don't, aren't, aren't good at necessarily coming up with hobbies. I know there's, you know, some guys do have a lot of hobbies, but I feel like there's also a lot of guys out there who just don't have anything else going on. They work, they come home, they do nothing. And they couldn't even imagine what they would do otherwise. Can we get a list here from all you that I'm live with? What are you guys doing? Like a boss, you said, to be honest with you, I think it's more pleasurable for me to go out more. 
That's good. I think that you're in a, that's a good position. I'm honestly a gamer gaming at the moment. Okay. Well that, that's a, you know, let me be more specific hobbies that help you leave the home. Okay. Someone's in here on, on uh, Instagram hiking. It's always a good one. Boxing. That's a cool one. Actually the guy right now that I'm living next door to is, is teaches boxing. Salsa dancing, chess club. Mike says, I like backpacking, but chicks generally don't like it. Co-ed sports to be social and work out and work out social anxiety and work on approach anxiety when I'm not traveling for work. Yeah, co-ed sports is a big one. That's really popular. A lot of people do that. What do they have? Softball, kickball? I never did that. The gym, sports bars, shooting, gun club, running. Awesome. Gym. Yeah, guys. Maybe these are some of the more obvious ones. Yoga, surfing, that's cool. At least some good ideas for you. Dancing is a, this is cool. Dancing is a cheat code. Language exchange, gym, farmer's market. Cool. Paddle boarding. And most meetup groups that attend are mostly women. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm studying to be a pen tester. So 98% of the time I'm on a computer. Interesting. Cool. So yeah, to continue the conversation here, what we're talking about is getting ways, making excuses to go out, to leave your home, to talk to more people, to stop relying only on online dating. And I get it. I, I, I don't want to sound like a, an old man here when I say some of these things, because I know that everyone's online dating and I know it's the easy way, but you know yourself if you're really getting the results you're wanting on online dating. So just focus on the results. If they're coming, great. It's working for you. But if they're not, well, obviously something needs to be fixed with your online dating profile or the system you have to go about it, but we need to get you out more. People are asking about how I met my wife. That is right. I am married. Uh, I got married this year, actually. And so we met. We met through, it wasn't cold approach by any means. I want to say it was social circle, but it was a very unique instance in which we met because it wasn't like we met at a social gathering. Actually, we met when I was doing a video. I was doing a video at my friend's dance studio. She was working that day. So I met her that day. It was very quick. Some attraction was built. And then I ended up getting her number that day, reached out to her, grabbed a drink. That was four years ago. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. This is, this is important to note too. You are going to have moments like those that you don't know that happen, right? So yeah, there's online dating for meeting women. There's cold approach or meeting women. Let's just say meeting women in person. And then under that is going to be maybe a circumstance in which I met my wife or a party, or you're going out and approaching women, whatever. But once you get better and understand how attraction works and get better at being able to meet more women and socialize, you'll always be ready. So when a moment like that comes, you'll be ready. You'll know what to do. You'll have the confidence, all that good stuff. 
At that time also, I happened to have been off the dating apps. And I think that's, you got to give that credit a little bit. So I'm not saying for you guys to do this, but just to help you understand, I was off the dating apps. So because of that, my mentality was all about meeting women in person. So I was open and aware of all opportunities that could have come my way in person because I wasn't going on a lot of dates at that. Well, actually, at that time, I wasn't going on any. I just moved. I did not like online dating at the time. I was just getting a little sick of it. You know, sometimes you get sick of it. So it all kind of added up to that moment. What's the best one-liner when you meet someone? Don't underestimate one of the easiest and what some would call lame because it's not exciting, interesting. Just going up to a woman and say, hey, two seconds, I wanted to come meet you. That's it. So simple. Now, uh, to go deeper into this question, there's a question here on Instagram. By the way, if you don't follow me on Instagram, check me out, Trip Advice. Mexican Tacos says, I've approached women where I just froze because I didn't know what to say. How do I fix this? Well, one, I just gave you the line to fix it. And also, the reason why you froze is very simple. Because you don't have the competence, therefore you don't have the confidence. And because of this, you were not prepared. So you were unprepared because you don't have this skill set because you haven't been pushing yourself out there. What people have to understand here, what you guys have to understand is it's going to be really tough at first to be able to do this when it comes to meeting women in person because you're going to be shy. You're going to be scared. It's going to be nerve wracking. All that stuff is going to come up for you. And that's normal, but you have to be okay with getting rejected. You're going to have to be okay with flubbing, with freezing up, with stuttering. Okay, all that stuff is perfectly normal. What was your experience dating in LA? LA was tough, but in the best way. Because LA was tough, it made everywhere seem so much easier, which if you ever move is kind of nice. I know that's not the greatest answer for people who are like living in LA. They're like, shit. But it is, I don't know. That's just the reality. I mean, every city is going to have something. Honestly, no, there is no perfect city. Okay, there is one perfect city. If someone said, what's the best city to meet women? Although actually there's a lot of flaws in the one I'm about to say. So really there is no perfect city. But if I had to pick one, it's probably New York. The reason why is, well, one, there's so many people. Uh, two, there's people all around walking and talking and it's easier to meet people. There's always something to do every night of the week. And it doesn't ever get like so cold that it's insane, like Chicago or places in Canada, right? So that'd be the best place probably. But the downfall to that place is because there's so many people, what I've heard is that it's even harder to, it, it becomes harder at points to really get a relationship because so many people are dating because there's so many options. So you tell me a city, I can give you a pro and I can give you a con. So therefore, point being, don't focus too much on where you live and just focus on 
doing whatever you can with the city you have and taking the pros and being able to meet people when you can and whatever provides, right? Smaller cities are a little bit tough. You might not meet people walking around. So you'll have to join some clubs or some co-ed sports. You'll have to definitely nail down your online dating profile. So all those things are going to have to happen, right? Bill George says uh, Atlanta Metro best. I could see that. I could see that. Doesn't get too cold. Lots of people. Not oversaturated yet. Oh, this is good. Yeah, for me, I always ask if you're local, what is your favorite bar to go to? That, that could be a good opener. Oh, this is a good question. Josh Jim here on, Inst- on, on YouTube asks the question, maximum amount of dates to have the first kissing. Maximum, absolute maximum is three. My real answer is like two. Once in a while, it just doesn't happen for whatever reason. It really should happen in two. But the absolute worst, it has to be three. Otherwise, you're going to be probably either thrown in the friend zone or she might lose interest because she might think that you don't like her. Imagine, imagine she's on the third date with you. Think about that for a second. Can we think about that? Can we think about a third date? Like how many women... Have you been on a third date with? I mean, if you were, if you're someone who's an active dater, and let's assume you're getting a lot of first dates, I bet you out of all the first dates, the amount of third dates you have is like a fifth. And I'm being generous here. It's probably even less. Point being is that if she's on that third date with you, she clearly likes you. So I don't know why you wouldn't try to be physically escalating. I don't know why you wouldn't try to go for the kiss, right? Josh said, I'm afraid I've messed up by not doing it in the first two. Well, we'll find out. You know how we'll know, Josh? Ask her out on the third date, see what happens. That's how we'll know. Thanks for asking your questions, guys. You can ask some more here in the chat, on YouTube, on Instagram. Okay, we have a question over here on YouTube. says, trip from your experience. If a woman compliments your eyes, what is she really saying? Is it a platonic comment or is it flirtatious? Any compliment is flirtatious. But the real question is, is what you're probably asking is, is she interested? I just was talking to a client of mine and we were chatting about the idea of IOIs. Do you guys know what an IOI is? It's an old term in the pickup community that stands for indicators of interest. We were talking about indicators of interest. Are indicators of interest important? What do you guys think? I'm going to leave it to you. Do you think looking for indicators of interest are important? And why? But you can just say yes or no. Are they important? YouTube, talk to me. Instagram, talk to me. What do you think? About half on Instagram, we have a yes, nope, yes, yes and no. Someone said here, I think it's good to get signs to know whether or not to move forward, but it's not needed, okay. Another yes here. A lot of yeses. IOI can give you the confidence to make a move. Yes. Okay, so here's my answer. I believe, Mike, you kind of said it here. 
I think the only thing, an IOI, an indicator of interest, she's flirting with you, she's showing signs that she likes you. The only thing it really does is it gives you that confidence. But you shouldn't need that confidence. So my answer is no. I don't think that you need that. I don't think that you need to have any indicator of interest at all because there are some women who you'll be talking to on a date, on an approach, at a party, who will show no indicators of liking you at all. But she does. So maybe she's shy or who knows? I don't know. Maybe she's just not doing it, but she's still interested in you. So the problem with indicators of interest is if we're always looking for, does she like me? Does she like me? What are the signs? Is she playing with her hair? Is she playing with her necklace? Whatever. If you're always looking for those signs and then you don't get them, what are you going to do? Not going to get her number? You're not going to ask her out? You just, you just lost an opportunity. So therefore, what are they good for, right? I don't think anything except for what Mike said, the confidence to be able to move forward. But hopefully confidence is, is not what you're trying to look for when you're trying to ask a girl out because sometimes the confidence won't be there. Hence, you should be doing it anyways. Okay, someone said, on Instagram, I may not have understood completely. Do I gain competence by being bold? So he's asking, basically he's asking the question of how, how do confidence and competence and boldness, how does that all tie in together? So someone who's confident in something is only confident in something because they have the experience in the thing. No one's ever, maybe there's some exceptions, but I would say rarely ever confident in something they haven't done before. Very rare. So in order to build confidence with women and confidence in yourself, you have to be a person who is constantly pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone by doing things that are scary. And more related to dating and women, you need to be socializing and talking to more women so that you gain the confidence. Unfortunately, confidence doesn't come first. Competence comes first, then comes confidence. And you need to power through that really, really hard time in the beginning to get there. Okay. Someone said, what's your take on red pill? I would say that I'm not necessarily a fan of the lot of a lot of the people who are so diehard red pill because a lot of them, not the not the gurus, but just like an average person who's like red pill, they seem to like take it to such a level that's so extreme where they're just kind of assholes. But I do believe in a lot of red pill stuff. I do I do think that female nature is real. It's to be considered, highly considered that men and women are different, more than considered. It is truth. And it's an uncomfortable truth sometimes to know what a woman's female nature really is. That a woman will be hypergamous. She will be looking for the better thing if you're not giving her that in the relationship. Right? That's one take on red pill. There's a lot of different stuff. Uh, Red pill is like the truth of how women become attracted to a man, how they act, their female nature, all that stuff. 
So someone here on Instagram asked, why do you think some guys or a lot of guys are naturals? As in, they never needed to seek help from a dating coach like you in order to learn how to interact and attract women. First of all, well, my answer is, I don't think that there are a lot of naturals. And I don't even really believe in the idea of a natural. There's no such thing as like a natural. I know what you mean by natural, a guy who kind of always had it easy with women. But he, he learned it somewhere. He learned it somewhere. You know, he learned it. A lot of the naturals that you're speaking of are guys who got female attention at a younger age. So this is going to come full circle to what we just talked about with confidence and competence. A person who you would consider a natural, who's just naturally good with women, never has to take advice, never has to watch a live or follow a dating coach like this, is because he already built the confidence through the competence, and he probably got the competence by surrounding himself by a lot of women with a lot of women in maybe his younger years, and it's maybe because he got a lot of attention for whatever reasons, right? a long list of reasons why maybe a guy in his younger years, anywhere from middle school to high school to college, got a lot of attention from women. And because he did, he had more experience, therefore knows what to do. How often are you recognized in public? Um, It's happened quite a bit, especially when I've been abroad. That happens there too. Uh, Okay, Trip, my gay friend wants to help me set up a dating profile. Help me with my wardrobe and grooming. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're, if, yeah, if your gay friend knows, knows fashion and grooming, then sure. Why not? What do you think is the percentage of girls that sleep with you on the first date? I can only guess this. If I had to guess, what is the percentage of girls that sleep with you on the first date? It's probably in the lower end. It's probably lower than 30%, maybe even lower than 20%. Women won't sleep with a guy that fast because they don't want to be slut-shamed. They don't want to put themselves in the environment to maybe have sex with a man because that environment could be unsafe, meaning being alone with a man they don't know. (laughs) Cute Shoes Mom on Instagram says, please help the guys with their grooming. All nose hair and ear hair needs to be removed. I agree. What does it mean if a woman says she will call you to set up plans and doesn't? Probably means she's not interested or... That was her way of trying to get you to ask her out because they want you to be the one to ask her out because they want you to lead. Anyone want to come on live? All right, we got someone here. What's up, man? Hey, Trip. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Have you come on before? You look a little familiar. Yeah, it's been a while since I've come on, actually. Um, Dude, I've been following your content since like 2014, man. You were like the first dating coach I ever came across. You were with uh, Actualize.org. I remember (laughs) Actualize.org. He's still around. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So my question trip is, okay, so I yeah. I met some girl on Friday. Uh, we went on a date on Saturday. It was going well, man. Everything was going well. Chemistry. We had like a nice adventure. Yeah, it was totally good. She even said she had a good time over text. Uh, the next day, you know, I kind of gave us like a day break to like not text or whatnot. So I kind of just, you know, didn't text her on Sunday. Monday came around. Didn't get a text back. I say, hey, how's your day going? What not? Didn't get a text back. Today, I sent her like a meme just to like kind of re-engage and whatnot. And, you know, she responded like, good morning. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then I asked her out and yeah, I haven't had a response, which is okay. Right. I know people are get busy, but I was just confused. I like, I don't know. Like, 
I felt it was on and everything was good. And she even told me herself it was good. So I'm just a little confused. So yeah, I just wanted to hear your take on it, man. For sure. I mean, yeah, this, uh, this happens quite a bit and I hear this quite a lot. It's like, I don't understand. Everything went well. Did you guys get physical? Did you say? Uh, yeah, we got physical, like, not like sexually or anything. Like we, we made out a little bit. We, um, you know, I like physically like, you know, grab, you know, you know, grabbed her shoulder, you know, kind of like did the whole arm and, you know, walk with the arm thing. So yeah, we got, we, we, there was some physicality for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then you didn't text her until the, how was your day on Monday? Yeah. So how was your day on Monday? Yeah. So like I met her Friday, Saturday, we had the date Sunday. I kind of gave it like a day off type of thing. Um, I was working and then Monday I re-engaged. Got it. I would love to give you an answer to tell you what happened. I don't know. Right? Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's really impossible to say. I'm not sure what happened on the date, but Here's what you have to understand. Speaking of, of red pill, people are asking about that. You have to understand female nature, okay? So women live in the temporary emotions of the moment. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I mean by that is, well, actually, well, let's, let's test you. What do I mean by that? So when they're feeling good, they're more likely to engage. They're more likely to text you back. They're more likely to like respond, you know, good to you. But then when they're not feeling that way, so I'll give you an example. So if you're at a club and she likes you at the club and then the next day, you know, she's not drunk anymore. She's not in that emotional headspace where she was when she was at the club. You know, she's not in that same, again, that emotional headspace, right? So she's feeling way differently. So she's going to respond differently. Am I, am I correct there? Yeah, you're, you're pretty spot on. Exactly. So when they're in the moment, they're having fun like you with her on a date. You guys are having this great time. You went for the kiss. She's kissing you back. Oh, my God. Dinner is fun. It's all good. But then who knows? And we don't know. And the point is, well, we don't really have to know. Maybe something happened between now and then. Maybe we'll never figure it out. Or now she's in a different headspace of, oh, actually, I, I don't like him for whatever reason. I mean, this is the crazy thing about dating, and this is why dating is so is so freaking hard, because it's almost as if you could have done everything right, but maybe she picked the one little thing about you that she didn't like because she has so many options now that she has allowed herself, again, this is a theory that she might have done this, that she might have allowed herself to go, hmm, Actually, you know, that one thing Adrian did or said, I didn't like that. And now she gets to move on to a bunch of other men because she has more options. So what does this mean for you? This means for you that you need to be making sure that you are, I'm not saying you're not, I don't know your situation, but you should be going on lots of dates Mm -hmm. all the time so that you have opportunities to meet more women that it does go to a second date. That when you do text her back, which, by the way, someone said on Instagram, he should have texted after the date. He should have texted her on Sunday. I mean, I was going to say, is that a factor? I was going to say, was that a factor that I didn't text her on Sunday? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean, okay, if I was you in that situation, you guys had this great date on Friday. I would have texted her by Sunday. No, we, we, I met her on Friday. Saturday, we had the date. And then Sunday, yeah. Then no, then you're fine. Then no, that's not a factor. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
no, that should not have two days is is nothing. If she like meaning, if she liked you, if she liked you, you know, a day and a half later you text her, it should be good. So I don't think it has anything to do with your your text cadence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for you, what I would do, first of all, stop texting her. Okay. Cause you threw out the let's hang out again text, right? Yeah, I texted her today. She actually responded with like, good morning. How are you? And then I responded like, hey, let's hang out. I thought I'm going to respond, which I'm still like waiting. I'm chilling. I'm not like being me. I'm like, oh, is she going to text me? Like I'm working and whatnot. I'm on this stream. I'm having a good time talking to trip. Um, but yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like I'm just a little confused about, you know, because again, it was such a good thing. But again, I'm going to keep on going out and I've been going out. Like I go at least three times a week to go cold approaching. I recently just did an immersion program with another coach. So I take this process very seriously, man. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. So, and I've been going on lots of dates recently ever since I've going, since I've been on this uh, immersion program. So I'm not worried. I'm just like, I want to ask you your opinion because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I just don't get it. You know? Yep. hundred percent for sure. So again, hard to say probably that, well, who knows it's not over. Right. So she might end up responding. It doesn't look good, you know, but um, this is this is dating in 2022 and this is what's made it so challenging because for some women, they'll get real picky real fast. And if she has other options, then she's going to maybe go to those options. Yeah. So one thing that was kind of an objection for her, because I'm 27, she's 35. Right. So that was one thing that she kind of said when we, when I was texting her toward like going to meet up for the date and she's like, Oh, I might be too old for you. Right. And I'm like, Oh, like that's not too old. And we end up still meeting up. Right. Um, and even on the date, she's like, yeah, like you're 27. Like, yeah, I would have never guessed like you act so mature for your age, blah, blah, blah. Right. So she Dude, was just you, getting, like, you, you might've uncovered it. And this also kind of proves the uh, temporary emotions of the moment, you know? So in, in moment in, 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 in date moment, you're building attraction. It's all good. Maybe she forgot about the, you know, wasn't thinking too much about the fact that you're younger, just having a good time, kissing you. Wow, everything's great because she's with you in the moment. But then what happens a day later? She's out of the moment. So now she's in her head. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, again, this is just a theory. It's not for sure. We don't know for sure. But she might be thinking, he's 27. He's 27 or whatever. You know, he's younger. He's younger. And now she's in that emotion and she's feeling that, right? So that could be a possibility too. So she's out of that moment and she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I had a good time, but he's younger. And you don't think the texting thing was a factor? You don't think texting like the day and a half after would be a factor? No, 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 not a chance, not a chance. And for, if for any reason, because there's always exceptions, for any reason it was, you dodged a bullet. Because any woman who's going to be that crazy to the point where she's so unattracted to a guy because she gets a text a day and a half later that asks how you're doing, I don't even know how many of those women actually exist. I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now, most women, if they liked the guy, they'd be pumped, especially if it's like they liked him and it's been a day. Is he going to text me? And then the next day he yeah. does. Oh, wow. That feels good. He did. You know? So. Awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was great, man. Thank you so much. That was really, that, that was some good clarity that, uh, that you helped me out with. Thank you. 
You're very welcome, man. And uh, good luck with the immersion program. If you ever want to get help over on here on this side, don't hesitate to reach out, man. Thanks for coming on and asking your question. Thanks for giving, giving me the help, man. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Cool. Okay. So someone challenged me here, and I love a good challenge. Cute Shoes Mom, you said here on Instagram, she says, totally a factor. You have to respond right after the date and let them know you had a good time. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that advice. I mean, it's not the worst thing to do that for sure. But let's be real. You're telling me, cute shoes mom, you're telling me that if that didn't happen and the guy texts you a day and a half later, that you would dismiss him? So the fact that you wouldn't give him another option for a date? That's my point, right? That's, that's my big point. Cute shoes mom. Yeah, I get that you want to know that he had a good time, but that doesn't take away from the point that you still wouldn't go out with him. Wait, so you would really, you wouldn't go out with him if you heard from him a day and a half later asking how your day was. I would highly, I would really think about your dating strategy if that was the question. If any woman, I don't give women advice, but if they asked me, if we talked about that, I would say that's, should not be the qualification for you. <laughs> LOL, I can't have an argument on IG. Why don't you come on here live? Hello, how you doing? Hi, Trip. Oh, wow, this is, this is dangerous. You're driving and, and you're going to argue with me driving, talking on the phone. Hey, traffic. So you're telling me that if you didn't, well, I'll just let you speak. What are you telling me? I think most women, if they got a text a day and a half later that asked, how was your day after a good date, would still meet up with that guy for a second date. I think, I, think, I think the woman is going to end up liking him more and be more attracted if she doesn't hear from him. Now, there's a, there's a fine line, right? If you don't end up you know, texting her for a full week, 
that's something different. But we're talking about a day and a half. You know what I think? I think that um, you're really good at looking good and sounding good, and you have a great voice. Um, and I appreciate what you what you know what you're saying. I just want to tell you that. So I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you when you're talking about this with this fellow or this this young man, 27 years old. I'm telling you from the other side what I would be thinking. I don't know how that woman was thinking, but and I, I appreciate that you're, you know, I've seen the online dating profiles of these, some of the, the men, and they do need uh, some counsel. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, and I appreciate what you're doing. Thank so you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for, for coming on and chatting about that. I guess I'm more trying to, and I wouldn't tell a guy not to text after the date. So that's something that I wouldn't say specifically. And I would tell him within 48 hours, you should set up the next date. But sometimes it gets, I would think, and I, I work more based on what works. And I would say that it would work better. And I've seen it work better when there's not too much texting or chatting after the date, even if it makes her, I understand, listen, I get it. Of course a woman's gonna feel better that, you know, okay, she likes a guy and he texted her and that, that's gonna make her feel real good. But there's also what's gonna make her feel good and also what's gonna actually get results and work. I've also found that some women have also said that when they get that text or when the guy texts them, you know, right after, after the date or to set up a date too soon, that it looks needy and it's, and it's too much. So it's interesting to hear it from, from both sides. I would say, um, you know, for the guys out there, one of the best things to do is if you're going to text her at all, just try to set up the next date. But anyway, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you uh, chatting and, uh, Voice, everything is spot on. So I guess if everybody just copies you, they'll be in really good shape. Let's hope so. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. Guys, this is great. Do we have fun? Was that a setup? No, that was not a setup. That was not a setup. Nothing here is a setup. I don't ever tell anyone to come on here, even though it may seem like it because one of the coaching clients came on earlier. But no, no setups. You guys are awesome. Uh, thanks for joining me here live on Instagram. Thanks for coming on here on YouTube. Uh, we are a little bit over time. I got to go eat dinner. I'm hungry. And yes, I am going to do more lives. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It's always a great time chatting with you and cool to connect with you and not just read your comments, but actually like interact with you. So I appreciate it. Hopefully you guys learned something today. If you need more help, you know what to do. Check out coachbytrip.com. We can help you. We have coaches on staff ready to help you with your dating profile, with meeting more women in person and being able to just be more charismatic and have the kind of social life and dating life that you're looking for. So don't hesitate. We can help. And we've gotten guys insane results. So even if you think you're short, if you think you're ugly, if you don't look like me or sound like me, call back from before, we can still help you. 
We help all kinds of guys all over the world. So check it out, coachbytrip.com. Thanks for everyone who came on here and spoke. Adrian, Tony, cute shoes. You guys are awesome. 